0: We all have stress. Mm -hmm. We all go through this tunnel of stress. And instead of staying stuck in the middle of it, what if we got to the other side? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be wonderful? And healthy. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. So welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truths Podcast. I am Carrie, hanging out with Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello. So um, first of all, we want to take a second to just say thank you to everybody who's been praying for Susan and her mm. family. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who haven't heard the news, um, Susan's mom did pass and she is with her Savior, mm-hmm. which is Good for her, but hard for the rest of us who loved and who are going to miss her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know it's been a rough few weeks for your family. Mm -hmm. It
1: really has. February has been an unusual month. Mm -hmm. It's brought a lot of pain and struggle, but it's also brought A lot of precious, precious memories. There are many days I would look at mother lean down and say, I love you. Mm -hmm. And she would say, I love you back. I mean, she couldn't speak, but she would mouth those words in the midst of great struggle and pain. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie, to you, to the listeners, to so many people who Mm. have reached out, said they have prayed, who have done so much more than that, Mm -hmm. uh, along with their prayers, have ministered to us in ways that they've been the hands and feet of Jesus is what they've been. And so thank you so much. It Mm. matters. It matters. It's important when we're walking through those Mm. hard times to be reminded that we don't walk through it alone. No. No. Yeah. I, I have never felt alone. Yeah. And it is love in action for mm, sure. Yeah. And it has meant the world to me and my family. Mm. Thank you so much. Absolutely, and Mother had a life well lived. Yeah. Yes. And I prayed so many times, God, what does mercy look like mm. to you as it relates to my mom? What does mercy look like to you as it relates to my mother? And I know in the end he, he showed us. Yeah. Because she can breathe now, Carrie. I mean, honestly, honestly, it was so hard to see her struggle. And uh, she's singing Mm. and she's breathing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are sorely, sorely going to miss her. But she
0: is Mm. with Jesus. Yeah. Well, I just want to say on behalf of everybody who knows you, you've always lived your life open as just kind of a, this is who I am and I love people and I love God and I'm going to just be me through whatever life throws at me. Mm -hmm. And your willingness to let people in during this really hard season has been a gift. Mm -hmm. So thank you for letting us see the highs and the lows Mm -hmm. of this journey that you've been on as my mentor. It's been an example to me of how to live my life Mm. and walk through hard things. But I know our listeners have appreciated getting to see firsthand. Hey, we're walking through really hard stuff as it's happening. Mm. So thanks for doing that. Mm. So with everything that Susan has had going on, I have a couple things that I was wanting to talk about this week so that Mm. you didn't have to do any, preparation Mm. for our conversation this week, but I'm definitely excited about getting your input on this because somebody who's been in therapy for as many years as you have, you've just walked with so many people through so many hard things. And so I'm excited to get kind of your take on this. Mm. Also, what we're going to be talking about today, we've been talking the last several weeks about when life throws you a curveball and crisis and trauma hits your family and how do you walk through trauma well. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to kind of continue that talking about a concept from an author that you and I both love, Emily Nagoutski. Love. (laughs) She is such a great author. She really is. And so she wrote a book several years ago on female sexuality. Mm -hmm. And there was a chapter in the book dealing with stress Mm -hmm. that was so well received that she wrote a follow-up book called burnout and the whole entire book is about stress and I highly recommend it. It's phenomenal women just tend to i think carry a lot of stress mm-hmm. in this modern world mm-hmm. that says that we have to do it all we've got to work and mm-hmm. mother and be a good wife and mm-hmm. a daughter and be a perfect. caregiver be perfect. be perfect can i just throw uh, that in there? and so sometimes that's just so overwhelming that we don't know what to do with mm-hmm. ourselves And so we actually talked about this. I co-lead a group here at Fresh Roots Family Counseling where I work. And we talked about this in group last week. And so I wanted to get your take on it. Mm. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that Emily says, just to kind of set it up, is she uses this analogy of a tunnel that when circumstances happen, it shoves us into a tunnel where we feel these really, really big emotions, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And what happens when we feel really, really big emotions? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're like, no, thank you. I don't like this. I don't like them. And so we want to stop. We get afraid. And so instead of going through the tunnel and completing the emotion, we get stuck in the middle of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And we talked a couple of weeks ago about how trauma affects our body and gives chronic pain and all that kind of stuff. And so that's what happens when we get stuck in a stress cycle. So Emily talks about completing the stress cycle, right? I love it. Okay. I love it. So we all have stress. Mm -hmm. We all go through this tunnel of stress. And instead of staying stuck in the middle of it, what if we got to the other side? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be wonderful? And healthy? and healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I want to ask you, like, what are some ways that people try to make the big feelings smaller, you know, in in unhealthy ways? Oh, oh, there are tons of ways
1: yeah. that we do that in very unhealthy ways. Just off the top of my head, overeating, mm-hmm. Even when we're not hungry, we're just sitting there numbing out. Yeah. So I'm going to use that word. How do we numb out? Right. Because the emotions are so big, so big. We don't. That we want the emotions to be, and that kind of we get paralyzed, and so we just start numbing out. Another way besides eating would be alcohol. Mm -hmm. So, and that's how people get addicted to alcohol or any kind of abusive form of drugs or anything like that. Again, I'm going to use the word numbing out. What can numb me out Mm -hmm. so that I do not feel Mm -hmm. anymore? And to them, they're thinking, this is going to make me feel Better, right? So, and in the moment, it does. It does. Uh, in the moment, you chose the word correctly, right? It actually does, yes. Yeah. But then, when that moment passes, it doesn't. We feel worse. Mm-mm, no, but I'm going to get more of that to see if it will. Yes. See, that's the key. Yeah. And in the moment, since it did, I want more of it to see if it will. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Make me feel better. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're an alcoholic. Mm. When I say all of a sudden, I say the more I drink, I then become an alcoholic Mm -hmm. because I've got to have more because I did feel better in the beginning. Yes. And now it doesn't work as well. Mm. So now I need more. I need more. And then I need more. And then I need more yeah, because I want to feel good like I did at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's just the cycle of abuse.
0: Yes. But it could be something as simple as scrolling through social media too much or watching too much TV or working too much. Mm -hmm. Some people, that's how they numb out is, well, relationships are too hard, so I'm just going to work more. Exactly. Right. And uh, I'm really glad you brought up
1: you know, TV, mm-hmm. because you get on a Netflix series, yeah. let's say like that. You can watch the whole series. What if there's 19 seasons? Uh-huh. Okay, you're just going to sit there and watch the whole 19 series. That really does happen. It does, absolutely. And I can combine watching a Netflix series with my overeating. Mm-hmm. That's how some people mm-hmm. overeat, by watching 19 seasons. Yes. And, but what they're doing is they are, in fact numbing out yeah and they're getting lost in somebody else's story so they don't have to deal with their own Mm. and um, that hurt
0: right there Susan I'm sorry, Carrie. <laughs> that, that, like, that felt a little conviction right there. Oh. You're right. Yeah, get right? lost in somebody we else's story. We get soul. lost yeah. in somebody else's story because my story is too hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier to watch this fictionalized story mm-hmm. than to get up off the couch and mm-hmm. be like, okay, what do I do about my real life? I don't know. Ouch. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I think we're all guilty of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have not met anybody who doesn't have a... Coping mechanism or a way that they Mm -hmm. self medicate when life gets to be too hard. We all do this. Oh, yeah. Shopping. Right. Shopping. We could go on all day. All day. So just fill in the blank. What is the thing that you use to numb out or make yourself feel a little bit better when these big emotions come? That's how we get stuck Mm -hmm. in the stress cycle. Yes. Right. Totally. So Emily has some ideas for things that we can do instead of that, that will help us get to the other side of the tunnel, complete the stress cycle, and actually get to a point. And I love this. I had I had a, a pastor friend who used to say this before, is like, you need to get to the holy sigh. You know, oh. when you've done something or completed something and you get to the point to where at the end of it, you go, Oh, doesn't right? that feel good? Doesn't it feel good? Yes. And so that's the goal that we want to get to. Mm-hmm. And so we're, I'm going to go through some of the ideas that she had. All of these can be taken out of context and used to numb out. But mm-hmm. when used in a healthy way, they can help us kind of get to that point where we're able to just sigh and our shoulders relax and mm-hmm. we feel better. So the first one is physical activity. Mm. We did a whole entire podcast we on this. Um, if you missed it, it was season one, episode five. We had a very special guest. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I think, have a crush on him. I do. His name is Steve Goss. I love him. <laughs> and he knows exactly what he's talking about.
1: He does. Because he's a
0: physician. Right. And he did the research. He did. He's done the research. And so we actually talked to Steve about the connection between physical activity and mental health. Mm-hmm. And the evidence is there and it's mm-hmm. it's very real. So even just, you know, we talked about the whole sitting on the couch and watching 19 episodes. Even just getting up off the couch and going to the mailbox to check the mail mm-hmm. shifts something in our brains. Mm-hmm. And that gives us a little bit of the momentum that we need mm-hmm. to start making better choices and do healthier things. Mm -hmm.
1: And even I mentioned, I don't know how many podcasts ago it was, but even when I was in the hospital for the whole month of February and I wasn't doing regular exercise, Steve and I both said, okay, we've got to start taking the stairs, Mm. made all the difference in the world mentally. Yeah, It does something to you when you start exercising. Absolutely. It changes perspective. You know, you're doing something for your own Mm -hmm. body and as opposed to just sitting mm. all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I have also talked about this profession that we're in. Yeah. We sit all day. We do. We have to get up and move. Yeah. or It affects us. It does. Mentally.
0: It, especially when you think about like, Not only are we sitting all day, but we're sitting with really heavy, heavy things. Mm -hmm. And so getting up and moving around, getting some fresh air, like Mm -hmm. breaking out into a sweat actually releases some of that Mm -hmm. load that we're carrying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's researched for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So physical activity. And I think that's one that most people have heard of at this point because the research is so prevalent. Um, The second one. I love this one. Safe affection. (laughs) Mm, okay. I love that. And I think instantly when we hear the word affection, we think of hugging, kissing, mm. touching, holding hands. And yes, that is part of it. Like mm. a good hug. Oh my goodness. There's research out there that talks about a t- the 22nd mm. hug that it literally like slows your heart rate down and slows your breathing down and it mm. regulates your blood pressure. And so that's amazing. But it's not just that it can be as simple as Um, calling up a good friend and having a conversation with them or meeting for coffee and those kinds of things. You know, um, I'm so thrilled she put that in there Mm -hmm. because I'm a marriage therapist.
1: Yes. And, you know, what I'm trying to establish between two people all day long is safety. Mm. And, you know, you will share your soul Mm -hmm. with someone only if you're safe with them emotionally and physically. And that is true. Mm-hmm. So if I know that you're safe, I'm going to be open with you. Yeah. And, you know, you're a safe person to me, Carrie. I'm a safe person with you. Mm-hmm. So we're we're great with each other. I'm, I know you're safe with me. Yeah. And so I do not have any level of stress with you. Exactly. Ever.
0: Yes. And not there only no that, level. but it's like when we get together, if I come into a conversation with you carrying stress, mm-hmm. not about you, but about something right, else. Right. Even if we don't talk about the thing that I'm stressed about, mm-hmm. being with you mm-hmm. helps regulate my body. Yes. It, it calms me down. It makes me feel less alone in the world. It makes me feel more secure right. in myself and in my relationships. And all of a sudden I'm like, I feel less stressed about that thing. And I didn't even talk to Susan about it. Right. 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 Or let's shift that. Uh huh.
1: To if you and I enter the room together Mm -hmm. and we come in like Susan or Carrie, I am so stressed about something. Mm -hmm. And then I'm safe for you. You're safe for me. I've got to unload something. Yeah. Because we're safe for each other, we can get that off our chest. And then I feel so much better. Then we can go about our day. Exactly. So that equally right. relieves stress because I can vent
0: to a safe person a, a, yes. and then move on. Yeah. And I think that that safety piece really is key there. It's key. Right? And totally I think this key. is I talked about earlier. Like these things can be taken in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. And so this affection can be really unhealthy if we're going to somebody just for physical touch Mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way just to numb out and feel better right that's not good no if we're venting to every single person we run into not healthy that's not healthy either no okay so and safe affection
1: and and physical activity yeah also if you go to the gym Uh uh, just to numb out and you're spending all your time at the gym yeah that's not that's not healthy either.
0: Exactly. You know, it can be abused as well. Yes. So, yes. All these Most things. good things can, can't they? That's <laughs> right. <Nice one. laughs> okay. So the next one we've talked about on uh, the podcast a lot, and it's the category of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And so underneath this, it can be a lot of things. It can be meditation. It can be yoga. It can be breath work. It can be um, some sort of, you know, like journaling or any of those kinds of things that slow us down. We're connected to our breath. We're actually paying attention to how we're breathing, those kinds of things. And so I know that can be a really valuable tool that we use a lot with clients, even Mm. of like, I'm going to need you to take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and let's slow this down a little bit. Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, when when we had Steve on the podcast, Mm -hmm. he was telling us, giving us information of how our breathing from our diaphragm. Mm. When we take a a slow breath in, even releasing it slower yes.
0: out, so breathing in from our diaphragm. And so if you're not familiar with this term, breathing from your diaphragm, I'm going to just give a quick, mm-hmm. this is what my yoga instructor always says, Yes, put your hand on your belly button. Mm -hmm. and when you breathe your hand should move Mm -hmm. most of us breathe in our chest and Mm -hmm. so if you put your hand on your chest and on your belly button just pay attention which hand is going up and down Mm -hmm. if it's not the hand on your belly button focus on i'm gonna breathe down into my belly that's breathing with our diaphragm that is breathing and you can
1: uh, you can get The most air. Yes. When you're breathing from your diaphragm. Yeah. So as Carrie just said, put your hand on your belly button and your belly should go out. Yes. When you're breathing in to your diaphragm and so get a deep breath in, as Steve says, and then an even bigger breath out Mm -hmm. through your mouth. Yes. You are slowing down everything mm. from the inside mm. from the inside I'll repeat out yeah
0: and including that's what, our racing minds including
1: <laughs> and most importantly your racing mind yes that's like a gift <laughs> it is a gift yeah. and people know this because they've heard it but it's hard for them to believe it. Yeah until they do it.
0: Yes. And then I find once we do it, we don't keep doing it. hmm Right? Because it's so simple it's like, it well, is surely that so, isn't working. Oh it is so true. Yeah. And it does
1: it does work. It is true. Mm-hmm. And it is so relaxing mm-hmm. when we do it slowly. Mm-hmm. The problem is people do it quickly and they can actually hyperventilate. Exactly. And that is not healthy. Yes. Uh, But when you do it slowly, breathing in through the diaphragm, filling up that diaphragm Mm -hmm. slowly and then breathing out. Mm -hmm. And you do that three times Mm -hmm. in a row. That is the breathing that's been researched. Yes. That can really slow you down from the inside out, Mm -hmm. relieving stress. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: That is what's been researched.
0: Yeah. That's good stuff. Okay, so I have to have you share the story of the 10 minutes that you did yoga in your life. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> this is so
1: phenomenal, and I, I love it. I love... The one thing I got out of it is called... Lion's breath.
0: Which is one of my favorite things.
1: I love lion's breath. And lion's breath, you're talking about relieving stress. Yeah. It is a deep breath in from your diaphragm that we've just covered. Uh-huh. Deep breath in, but then you open your mouth. Ma- yes. When you're releasing air, uh-huh. you open your mouth as wide as it can get. Now listeners, I'm serious. I hope you're somewhere where nobody sees you. Or I'm looking at Carrie, yeah, do it. Yeah. But you open your mouth and you release a primal gut, guttural, um, this loud noise yes. all formed by your exhale. By your exhale. Yes. And so you breathe out. And so what you're doing uh-huh. is you're releasing yeah. this powerful. <sighs> did you hear that? I don't know if you can hear that or not.
0: I did. It was fantastic.
1: It is so fantastic and it feels even better. Yes.
0: and I've, Especially when you feel like you've been carrying around like anger or yes. betrayal or frustration, you know, or you feel like I can't make a decision or I feel really weak or powerless right now. Try oh. it. Try
1: lion's breath. Yes. And get it out. Get it out. It feels magnificent. And when I was a counselor at Campwell. Mm-hmm. I had a busload of women right before they entered the Camp Well in Colorado. Okay. Right before they entered the camp. And they said, okay, get them primed and ready. And I stood up. There were 44 <laughs> women on the bus. And I said, we're going to do a lion's breath. <laughs> we're going to release everything. Get ready to enter Camp Well for what God has in store for us. Yeah. We're going to cleanse ourselves, release what's going on and be ready to receive whatever he has in store for us. Yeah. And we all 44 did lines spread.
0: I bet that was just phenomenal. It was amazing. Like I have tears coming to my eyes, just imagining all of these women just having this moment that has so much power behind it. It did. Yeah. And releasing, just lay it down
1: and let yeah. God work.
0: Yeah. What
1: is he going to, Fill us with before as we enter camp. Well, yeah. what, how's he going to, yeah. what's he going to say to us? Yeah.
0: So an experience of emptying yourself, emptying yourself so that he can good things can come and fill you up. I I love that. That's beautiful. Lines breath Okay. So that leads us to number four thing that Emily talks about that can help us complete the stress cycle and really get us through this stuck place. And that is a good cry or a primal scream. (laughs) (laughs) And so that lion's breath is a primal scream. We actually talked about this in our group last week. And a lot of the women were like, I've never really done like a primal scream. And I was like, have you ever been alone in your car and put that song on? and turn it up all the way and like screams sang to the song mm-hmm. and like tears coming down your cheeks. And you're just, that's a primal scream as well. as this, it. So it's that lion's breath. It's, you know, singing with powerful emotion. It can be screaming into a pillow or going out into the woods and, and yelling. So those are some good ones, but she also talks about a good cry, mm-hmm. right? And so can you talk about the difference between like, there's people I've been guilty of this in seasons of my life who I'm just constantly crying about stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's not a good cry. Mm -hmm. It's more like wallowing in this stuff that's going on. But then there's these experiences where you have like a really good cry that feels therapeutic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like, what's the difference between the two of those? Well, the therapeutic cry
1: is like, I could be on the floor. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am just, I've lost it. I've lost myself mm, in the tears. Yeah. And I mean, s- can I say the word snot? Uh-huh. I mean, there's snot everywhere crying. I'm all, that is a good cry. And yeah. it may go on for a while. Mm-hmm. I've lost myself. It versus what you just, what you were saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've cried. I have cried, no doubt. Yeah. But I've not completely I mean, I can't stop crying. Mm. You know, I it's almost like surrendering it to it. It is. Yeah. I I cannot stop it. Yeah. I can't stop it. And like I said, it's just all over and I'm I can't bended knee crying on the floor. I mean, I can't have you ever had that experience? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I have too.
0: Yeah, it's and that whole, that ugly cry. It's the ugly. Yes. It is the ugly. And it leads to usually, anytime I've ever had that ugly cry, at the end of it, I kind of have that like cleansing. <sighs> it's a cleansing. It is. Like it's all gone. It is. I feel lighter. Yes. And it feels
1: like it's all been released. Yes. It's all, it is. It's another cleansing. It's like the line spread. Yeah. It's is like, getting it out. Yeah. There's a breathing. That's a good analogy, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. because there's yoga breathing. There's, you know, there's breathing and then there's lion's breath. Right. Okay. So there's crying and then there's lion's breath crying. Uh-huh. Yes. There's two different kinds of crying. Yeah. Like there's two different kinds of breathing. Mm-hmm. And I highly, I mean, if you start in and you can't stop, the ugly cry, yeah. just do it. Let it out. Yes, yeah. It's okay. Absolutely, you should. It's normal, and when you're done, you're gonna feel so released. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's a releasing, and it's your body's natural response mm-hmm. to trauma, to grief, mm-hmm. to hurt, mm-hmm. to pain, yeah, to anger, whatever.
0: Yeah, but that's your body telling you it needs to be released. Mm-hmm. So I want to jump in right here and just put in a little caveat. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're with somebody who's having a good cry, Please do not interrupt their cry. Amen. Please do not tell them that it's going to be okay or say, don't cry. It's going to be okay. Please let them have their cry. Amen. I mean, thank you. That needs to happen it until does. it comes to an end on its own. And it will. Like when you're in the middle of it, it feels like it's never going to end. And when you're watching somebody have an ugly cry, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it feels like it's never going to end. And you want to do something to comfort them. Mm-hmm. The most loving thing that you can do is let them cry until they're done, mm-hmm. and then hold them and comfort them mm-hmm. once they get to that point. Totally. Okay, that 100. was my therapist just jumping in there real yeah, quick. One hundred percent. Okay, so the fifth one um, that we're just going to run through real quick. Because we could talk about all these for a really, really Mm. long time. So this is the one of the five that she said there's not a ton of research out there. But she says that it's true because every woman that she's ever talked to says that it's true. So she has evidence. She has evidence. But no, like clinical research. So the fifth way that we can complete the stress cycle, get through that tunnel and get to a better place is through grooming and body self-care. Oh of course. So this can be things like oh of course. the ritual of a shower. Uh-huh. Ha- paying somebody to do your nails, getting a massage. Oh yeah. Right? Yes. Do you not agree that 100%. that helps with the stress that we carry in our bodies? 100%.
1: Mm-hmm. And I would add on there. Well, you said the word ritual, but I would use the word rhythm, the mm. rhythms of our day. Yeah. You know, cuz when we're out of rhythm, our routine of our day that adds stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. So if everything in your day has changed, um, then we don't. Well, what you know? Who's getting that? Who's getting that? What do we do? I, yeah. you know, I I normally get up and eat breakfast. Now I'm not having breakfast. I normally get up and drink coffee. Where's my coffee? Yeah. I normally exercise every day. I'm not exercising anymore. I normally. You know, take a shower at this time of day. I'm not doing that. I'm taking it at night now. I'm normally taking the kids to school. So now now it's not just the crisis,
0: right? It's now it's my whole life feels like it's been
1: turned upside down. You know, I usually go to work now. I'm not at work. What what is going on? Yeah, and so everything is out of whack. So you are, Mm. you know. So how do you bring order? In other words, yes, God is a God of order. Yeah. So how God Help me to bring order. I Mm. I can't tell you during the month of February how many times I I prayed that. Yeah. You're creative. You're a God of order. God, what
0: does order look like for me now? Yeah. In my life. And so even if the entire rhythm of your day can't look like it used to. right? What is one part of the rhythm of your day that you can count? Mm-hmm or you work it into your routine.
1: Yes. Something. And, and it may look different again tomorrow, but what is, I go back, we did a podcast on so of the constants Mm -hmm. in in my life. And it may just be that I get to talk to God every day, or it may be that I, I, you know, hold all things loosely. I mean, everything, but I need to know that. Okay. God, you're with me. Mm-hmm. I know that I can hold all things loose. Like My perspective on everything changed mm-hmm. the month of February. Yeah, but it was because I was talking to God every day. Yeah, and it was because now I wasn't doing my regular Bible study. Yeah, that I was n- normally doing. Right? Nope. nope. But yeah. I was talking to Him yes. every day. Yeah,
0: and my rhythms were totally
1: different. Yeah.
0: But there was still part of you that needed definitely, at least some of those constants. Yes. At least a little bit of like, took, even if I can't do all the things, I'm going to at least take a shower today. I took a shower every day. Yeah. I always put on my
1: makeup. Yes. I had to do certain things that I always did. Put on my makeup. My cousin would say, why are you dressed? Because I want to, this is. I feel better Yeah, when I take a shower, when I put on my makeup, when I get dressed. When I say, when she said get dressed, I mean, uh, I didn't look like a slob. Right. You know what I mean? Like real clothes. Yeah, I put on real clothes. I didn't put on sweats. I put on real clothes. Mm -hmm. That made me feel better. Mm -hmm.
0: And It's almost like putting on armor to go out and do battle. Yes. When you feel like I've at least... Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the routine that I do every day when I go to work. And so I've at right. least done this routine and now I'm not going to work. I'm going to the hospital, mm-hmm. but I feel like myself. Right. It I gave, feel like I took care
1: of myself. That's what order looked like. Yeah. For me. That's what order looked like for me. And I had to get in that kind of rhythm. Yeah.
0: Um, and I know for a lot of people and, you know, a lot of people don't want to admit this because they feel shame with it. but you know, one of the symptoms of major depressive disorder is like if a client hasn't brushed their teeth on a regular basis. Yeah. Because it's so hard to just go through the task of brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. And so somebody who's never been in that level of depression doesn't understand that. They're Uh, like, what do you mean you couldn't brush your teeth? That's just a simple thing. But when life is so overwhelming, that seems like an impossibility. Oh, I'm very glad you brought that up. You know, uh, because, and so yeah, if I'm somebody like if I have a client who's like, I brush my teeth every day this week, I'm like, oh, my goodness, so you're killing you. it. Yeah, like, look at it. you. You're like. Oh, yeah. And so it's those grooming and taking care of our body things. Yes. It really is empowering. It is. It's
1: very empowering. And it's also nurturing. Very nurturing. I'm very glad you brought up the brushing your teeth mm-hmm. because it's real. I, I cannot tell you, Carrie, this is a true statement. I cannot tell you how many people said to me, I cannot believe that you're getting up and putting on your makeup yeah. and getting yourself dressed and ready. And getting to the hospital because they knew how traumatic yeah. it was every day at the ICU for twenty seven days. Mm-hmm. And they they would say those those yeah. things. And and it's real. You mm-hmm. know, that you're getting out of the bed. Same same with me. I've got clients that getting up and brushing their teeth and taking a shower, that's monumental yes. when you're depressed. Absolutely. And so That's how I 100% agree. They may not be researched, but there's evidence. When you get up, you brush your teeth, you take a shower, you get up and get ready. Mm -hmm. Those are absolutely Mm -hmm. things that get you out of the tunnel. It does. Absolutely things Mm -hmm. that get you out of the tunnel. Because then... If you do that, you feel like the physical activity. Yes, you you feel like the things that are researched. Mm-hmm. I feel like doing the physical activity. Right. I feel like going out to coffee with the friends. I do yes, and that's the that's the safe yes. connection, right. That we're talking about. I feel like doing that, yeah. but if I never get out of the bed, I'm not going to coffee. Mm-hmm. And if I never get out of the bed, I'm not doing the physical activity. Exactly. And so these rituals matter, mm-hmm. and these things, whether you think they matter or not,
0: they do yeah. matter a lot. Mm-hmm. And even more so when we're in a season mm-hmm. of a lot of stress or crisis that's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm.
1: And who who has that saying? Act your way to the feeling. I, I don't I feel, know, but I yeah. love that. Yeah. Act your way to the feeling. Yeah. Like I am I will, you know, when the alarm goes off, you know, act your way to the feeling. Yes. And
0: that'll get you to the coffee shop. Absolutely. Or to the gym, yes. one or the other. but Because um, our bodies and our feelings work together. They do. And they can help each other. They do. Yeah, they do. I mean,
1: he fearfully and wonderfully made mm-hmm. us and they do work together. Yeah. But If we never get out of bed, we
0: never know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I feel like this was a lot today, but I loved it because this is some really like tangible things that we can do. You Mm -hmm. know, we can do physical activity. We can find safe affection. We can practice mindfulness. We can have a good cry or a primal scream and we can take care of ourselves through grooming and Mm self-care. And those i think sometimes we overcomplicate things and think to get through this crisis i have to do all these big things and and sometimes it's just pick one of these mm-hmm. and do that today
1: i think that's a great idea right i kind of want the listeners to do a lion's breath before they
0: they should do that yes (laughs) they should yes you can go on youtube and you know type in lion's breath and they'll pop there'll be lots of teachers there that can help you Mm -hmm. walk you through that but yeah it's it's totally worth it so it is totally worth it yeah okay so a lot of the concepts that we shared today came from emily nagowski's book it's called burnout you should definitely check it out Um, um and we're gonna wrap up there and we're gonna keep talking about crisis and trauma for the next couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll get into some more practical things. it will be great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned in. It's (laughs) tuned in and we'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the tangible truth podcast, part of the KLRC podcast network.